I believe that the best skill set someone can have is a figure it out attitude. So if you're being asked to do something, it's an opportunity to be curious and learn something. There are opportunities for our work and careers everywhere, if you know where to look. That's easier said than done, especially in our fast-paced and constantly changing world. Marianne Fairmouth is talking to experts, employers, and job seekers to bring you insight and understanding about what's possible. This is Career Can Do, where we're navigating the new work world. Welcome to the Career Can Do podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate the new work world. My name is Marianne Fairmouth. I'm an executive recruiter, multi-genre author, corporate trainer, and speaker. And today I am just delighted to have a guest on my show that is performing a task or a service, I should say, that is so in demand these days. Molly Rose is a talented strategic thinker with cultivated skills in online tech solutions, system, seamless automation, online programs, and processes that improve company efficiencies. She's launched her career from being a corporate accountant, cubicle dweller, to becoming an entrepreneur and creator of the Virtual Assistant Academy. After that incredibly long introduction, and without further ado, help me welcome Molly Reese. Molly Rose. Molly, say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. I'm so happy to be here, Marianne. Thanks for having me. Well, we are just thrilled to have you. And you have such a unique, interesting background. I wanted to have you on the show because... You do provide a service that's so in demand, but also you're a great example of someone that has kind of reinvented themselves and changed your whole career platform. And you've done it in a way to help so many others. So tell us a little bit about how you got into this and what made you do it. Yes, absolutely. So I always say I'm a former corporate cubicle dweller, you know, that person that cries her eyes out on the way to the corporate desk and on the way home. And I realized something needed to change. I am a military spouse. My husband was on his 10th deployment at the time, and this isn't the life I wanted. So I quit my corporate job cold turkey and became a virtual assistant. This was over 10 years ago. Didn't quite exactly know what that entailed, but quickly learned everything that online business owners are doing today and the professional support that they need from assistants to be able to stay in their zone of genius. And it's been an amazing career. And along the way, I had several peers, many military spouses asking me, how do I do what you do? I want to do this. So I created the Virtual Assistant Academy. It's a training program and certification program for people to start virtual businesses. Well, what uh, innovative endeavor that you pursued. I think that sounds great. And tell me how it works. I mean, if I'm a busy mom at home and I'm trying to do my job and, and I've got my kids you know, maybe they're homesick and I'm trying to help them with their homework and, and my husband's working hybrid. So he's back and forth. And how do I utilize your service to carve out more time for me? Yeah, absolutely. So twofold, if you're a, a mom, digital nomad, budding entrepreneur that's looking to start a business, we have a certification program that teaches you how to run a virtual assistant business from start to finish. And it truly is flexible. So if you're a mom that takes her kids to school at nine and picks them up at two and you're looking for something to do in between that time, that would be a place that you could become a virtual assistant or after dinner or before they even get up. It's very, very flexible. And on the flip side, we also offer virtual assistant services. So if you're a business owner, busy stay-at-home mom that needs to outsource things in your life, 
you can hire these certified virtual assistants to take these things off of your plate. So business owners, anything from checking email to booking your travel and doing your scheduling and booking you to be on a podcast like this. On the personal side, you know, we outsource in all aspects of our life to ordering the kids tutus and making sure the schedule is all sent to the grandparents for their dance recitals or whatever it might be. There's all these things in our life that we can take off of our plate to people like virtual assistants to just make us happier, more well-rounded people that enjoy our time a bit more. And Molly, when I decide to hire a virtual assistant, do I have the ability to choose one with light experience, mid-type experience, you know, middleweight experience or heavy experience? How does that all work? Is there different hourly charges for those different kinds of people? Yeah, absolutely. So we we have our brand new virtual assistants that we kind of call our level ones. But after going through a program like mine, they're very well versed in what they need to do at a basic level. A lot of the things I just mentioned. And then from there, it just goes up based on your needs or the level of involvement you want them in your business. So think of someone that's kind of taking your vision and just executing it for you or with you, that would be kind of a higher level person, kind of an outside thinker that can take it and run with it. That's kind of the the max of what you could get from someone. Okay. And, you know, I'm an executive recruiter and, and I have a lot of people that I'm hearing from now, Molly, that are in between jobs, all right? They're trying to find their next full-time career and maybe that would be in the in the corporate arena, maybe not. But if they're in between jobs, and they want to fill in their time productively and make some kind of money. Is this something they can do during that time? I mean, they can do kind of a part-time thing? Yeah, absolutely. The word I like to use is fractional assistant. So business owners can hire you for a fraction of your time. So that doesn't mean you have to work full-time. You can grab two clients for 10 hours a week or four clients at five hours a week, however you want to make up your time or, or less really is flexible from there. And certainly something you can do while you're looking because it also adds that professional work experience between, you know, you're learning new skills, you're supporting a business in most cases. So that's a great bridge to the corporate world as well. Okay. Now I'm very active in the writing community. You know, I'm an author and written a few books. And if I have some writing friends out there that need some help with putting their first draft together. Do you have virtual assistants that can help with those kinds of tasks too? Yeah, certainly. I always say virtual assistants are, you know, we're more linear thinkers. So the creative written word isn't necessarily something I see in all of my virtual assistants, but certainly some are really open to editing. If not, they can help you with that whole project. So if you're looking for an editor, they can help you source someone or helping you get your book on Amazon and on the KDP system, if that's something that someone's interested in, or helping you source the cover art, or helping you with your launch. There's all sorts of aspects that go into writing a book that virtual assistants can certainly be a part of. Okay. And I think the other unique the unique background that you had that I think is interesting to me anyway, is that you were the spouse of a milita- military employ- uh, you know, um, employee. And as a spouse in the military, what I've heard is that you do move around a little bit, right? You're in different places. And so this kind of career journey would give you the flexibility to live anywhere and still be able to do what you do. Is that correct? Absolutely. And that's really why I started the training portion of my business. Just seeing military spouses have to pick up and move or 
not get hired by a local company just because they know they're a military spouse. A lot of it's just common in the areas where we're at because the bases are so big. People watch for it. It's just really disheartening and sad. And our spouses have these great rewarding careers. And so the spouse that stays home or has to go with them sometimes loses their identity. And so this just gives them their own purpose, their own way of making an income. So it's just been amazing, great results and really why I do what I do. Well, that is amazing. I am so impressed with, you know, your entrepreneurial spirit and creating something like this. Now, tell us about, you mentioned your bio about leading virtual teams. What is that all about? Yeah, so the pandemic's really made us comfortable with being virtual. And my company's grown quite drastically in the past couple of years because people are understanding you don't have to be in the office anymore. You can work virtually. So a lot of teams have been put together and having them be able to work together and communicate effectively is a challenge if you don't have the right systems in place. So part of the work I do is come into virtual teams, new or existing, and really help put in an infrastructure like a project management tool or a way of tracking all the things that need to be done project by project and how to communicate and create transparency and deadlines among the teams. So everyone has ownership, everyone has autonomy to get their work done. There's accountability if things aren't done. So that's kind of the service that I personally provide to help virtual teams just work a lot better. And one of the things I love to market and and eliminate is the inbox. You know, our, our inboxes are so crazy with all these threads and people getting CC'd and all of that gets 10 times when you have a virtual team because you're just constantly in email. So by putting the right systems of communication in place outside of the inbox, you're able to really have a more well-rounded workday communication style with your teams, and it just makes everyone way more productive. That's great. Now, help me understand, as a corporate accountant, when you call yourself a corporate accountant cubicle dweller, okay, Mm -hmm. how does someone with that kind of a background get so tech-oriented? I mean, did you always have an aptitude for technology? I mean, Technology is not an area I will say that I shine where I shine. I'm a creative person. I am linear in a lot of ways, but I don't know that technology is one of my top strengths. So how did all that come about? How did you transfer? Because I think transferable skills right now are a big thing in the new work world. I helped our listeners understand that it can be done, but let them know how you did it. Absolutely. So I had a, a degree in business that kind of laid the understanding, if you will, of how businesses kind of work. Like I knew there was finance. I knew there's marketing. I understand that there's accounting and books we have to keep that basic level. But from the technology standpoint, I just got in and learned it. I believe that the best skill set someone can have is a figure it out attitude. So if you're being asked to do something, it's an opportunity to be curious and learn something. And there are so many resources online. Every new tech software company has their own little university to learn from or YouTube. There's experts out there teaching us exactly what to do. And the more you just are open to learning new skills, the more you can start building your library of knowledge, if you will. So I uh, encourage new people starting their businesses or new virtual assistants to kind of pick a software every two to three weeks and learn it inside and out. And then it just adds to your offerings and just creates this more well-rounded assistant that you can be. Well, that is wonderful. Well, you know, the one thing, Molly, I've always admired about people that are in the military is that they have a real strong sense of discipline. And I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if 
as a spouse, that military exposure your husband had almost rubbed off on you because you sound like you're very disciplined, you're very determined. And I like that. Do you think that, you know, that association might have contributed somewhat to you doing what you do? Yeah, I think seeing that regimented work style that they have certainly does. I was also raised in the Midwest and we're just known for having really great work ethics. I'm from Iowa. So I like to kind of toot that horn too, because I really do see that, that people from the Midwest have that. But yeah, it's certainly military lends to that aptitude and that just drive, I guess. I applaud you for saying that because I'm from the Detroit area. Now I I got here as soon as I could because I don't like the cold weather, but the people here are wonderful. They're so friendly. But I do. I think not that really the North or the South, one's better or worse, we're just a little bit different. And I think the pandemic has caused a lot of us to step back in our tracks and reevaluate. Where do I want to go from here? What do I want to do now? And Stephen Covey said something so profound. He said, we're not a product of our circumstances. We're a product of our decision. And so when we make a decision and we decide that we want to move forward, I believe we are unstoppable, but we have to make the decision of what we want to do. Do you agree with that? I completely agree. And that's very well timed for me to hear as well right now. And I think I used the wrong word. Maybe the word victim came out because so many of the people I interview, sometimes they come across like the victim. They got laid off or they got cut back or they got demoted. And I think that mentality, that mindset is so dangerous. I think that word needs to be erased from our vocabulary because I think we make our we make mm-hmm. our situations into what we want them to be, but we have to decide we want to do that. And it's all about mindset. Don't you think so? Absolutely. I, I like to use the term take 100% responsibility as well. And the success principles by Jack Canfield. And it's a great principle of just exactly what you're saying. We're the ones that have the control. Well, I think what you're offering is amazing. I think it's really necessary. I just talked to somebody not long ago that is thinking about they're in between jobs and they're thinking about what they can do to fill that gap. And this might be something that someone I could refer to you or how would I refer someone to you? Is Do you have a website? Do you have an email? You know, and I run across so many people, Molly, and I believe, you know, it's all about how can we help each other? You know, if I have somebody that betwixt in between right now, how can I refer them or tell them to get a hold of you? so that they might get a solution for where they're, you know, what they're dealing with right now. So my training and certification program is virtualassistantacademy.com. And there's a spot there if you would like to book a discovery call with me. I'm happy to chat with anyone that's exploring this career. I'm pretty straightforward if it's a good fit or not for where you're at. And then if you're looking to hire a virtual assistant, virtualassistantmanagement.com is our company for placement. And for the Virtual Assistant Academy, How long would it take someone to go through this course? How long does it take? So we have different outcomes, the way people take the program. So it was intended to be over four to six weeks, a module a week. Majority of the students that sign up want to just get through the content and get ready to get their first client because they're eager to start earning that income. And boy, is there a lot of need for this right now. So I appreciate that. The program can give is about 15 hours in length, so you can certainly get over it, get through it in a weekend. And then what I see happen is they come to us, we onboard the virtual assistant, kind of really make sure they're ready, and then they'll go back. Okay, I'm doing my first discovery call. 
now I have this resource. I'm going to watch this video. So I'm really prepared or I'm about to write my contract. Here's the template so they can do things in real time. So that that's the speed. And then the tech side, understanding the technology that you need. I believe that we all have skill sets within us already that are in high demand. So that's kind of what I like to pull out of you and what you can start with. And then you just do what I shared, you know, each week, each couple weeks, kind of commit to learning a new system or software that's in high demand in the marketplace so that you can just make yourself more and more hireable as you go. But you're probably sitting with some skill sets already that need to be, could be hired right away. And this is probably a real open-ended question, but on an average, what do these virtual assistants make on an hourly basis? I mean, is is there a a low end, a high end? I mean, how does that all work? Yeah, so it's changed a lot because the pandemic has really raised our rates. You know, you can work at Target and make 20 bucks an hour these days. So virtual assistants range from 25 to $40 an hour, depending upon where you're at within the scale. And if you work for an agency or don't, your direct hire just depends on how you're at. But that's kind of what you can expect. Virtual assistants can certainly charge less, whatever they're comfortable with. But that's probably what I'm seeing the most right now in the marketplace. Being a baby boomer, I'm, you know, of the baby boomer generation where technology was nowhere like it is today. In my day, it was all about the human element. It was all about relationships. It was all about communication. How do you implement that, bridge that gap? for the human elements in the virtual assistant arena. The reason I'm bringing that up is that I'm hearing from people, you know, I'm at home, I'm bored, I don't have any people contact. I mean, is that something that they have to do on their own and use their sense of community with their faith or their groups of interest? I mean, how do you bridge that gap with the human element part of it? Like a finding work or just connecting with people? Connecting with people. Because a virtual assistant, I'm thinking you're doing everything online. I mean, maybe I'm not getting oh. it correctly, but how do you, how do you, I'm, yeah. I'm chatting with people all the time. So virtual assistants that work with their clients, I really encourage just becoming a part of their team. So in including them in as a part of your team. So meeting on Mondays or Tuesday mornings, hopefully via Zoom, maybe by phone, even if it's 10 minutes and having that personal interaction, how was your weekend? What's on your plate this week? What's on your plate this week? What are we both doing? And then following up by Friday. I think that's really important. In this day and age, there's a lot of customer support happening in the small business space. So you might be a virtual assistant that's fielding conversations with their clients, helping them get onboarded into their service offering, whatever it might be that they're selling. So there's a lot of engagement. Yeah, I enjoy it a lot. I've met a lot of great people just by the work that I've done. All right. Well, it sounds like you are really, really good at what you do and that you The training at the Virtual Assistant Academy is such that you implement all these things that are concerns to people and that you work with them on that. So that's a good thing to know. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I am thrilled to have Molly Rose on Career Can Do. So if there were two tips you could give our listeners out there about why they might want to consider enrolling in the Virtual Assistant Academy, what would they be? Tip number one would be to really think about the life that you want. And what I say about being a virtual assistant is it really is flexible and financially rewarding. And it's something where you can create your work around your life, right? Our life comes first, where when we're working in a corporate setting, we have that eight to five job. We have those maybe 10 days of vacation off. And it doesn't leave a lot of time for those things that are most important. So I want you to kind of think about what you want out of your life. And if something like this suits you, to really consider that because we all have a choice and this is a fantastic opportunity for people. 
to do. And then I also want people to think about their time uh, a little bit. So for those of you that are business owners that are listening, start thinking about all the things on your plate that you can start outsourcing to these qualified virtual assistants. They're in high demand. They're really great at what they do, They're especially if they're trained by me. And just kind of step back into that zone of genius, if you will, that the reason you started your business and, and get rid of all the other stuff that you shouldn't be doing that a virtual assistant would thrive at doing. It's a very rewarding position for them. So, All right. Well, we are just thrilled to have had you on Career Can Do. I think you've given our listeners a lot of good information. At least I've learned a lot. And I think this is, this is a wonderful area to know about. And hopefully we'll have more people respond to the Virtual Assistant Academy now because of you being on Career Can Do. So again, Molly Rose, she is the owner and creator of Virtual Assistant Academy. She's a delightful person. She's very bright. I'm thrilled to have her on the show. We'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. Thanks again, Molly. Bye. Thank you. We thank you for tuning in to our Career Can Do podcast. We make no guarantees on results for your particular quest, but we hope you enjoy the information presented. Thank you.